Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late. The train's asleep. Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And in this episode, I spoke with Anna Chlumsky. Our interview was recorded live at Joe's Pub at the Public Theater. And Anna was uh, got one of the greatest roles I've ever seen in My Girl. I think the movie still holds up. But she had this really meaty role, and I wondered if she still gets offered um, such thoughtful roles. And she really has shown her stuff in both In the Loop, which you must check out. It is such a fantastic film, and it is from the same brilliant mind who brought you Veep, which she is starring in currently on HBO. Here's our interview. Enjoy. Welcome. You're returning to the public. Is this a- on? Yes, it is. Okay. You're returning to the public after having a um, your first play here, right? My first off-Broadway. Your first yeah. off-Broadway Yeah, show. so that's, yeah, that was in 2008. I was here with The Labyrinth, and uh, yeah, it was a very dark and very... Uh, very crazy play, but uh, that's what we like to do here. That, that, that is, is this dark enough, do you feel like? Um, I, ours was darker. Okay. Yeah, so don't worry. It's okay. okay. Yeah, no. we talked about genocide tonight. I feel like it got pretty dark. I know, but you didn't smoke fake meth on stage. Ah. So... Next time. And, and no pistol whipping on stage. So... What is pistol whipping? That's like when you hit somebody with a gun on their head. You know, you see it in movies. I don't know how often it happens in real life. Okay. Yeah, but but our play had it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just two of the things that that play had. <laughs> Did you get pistol whipped? I didn't. No. Okay. No, I didn't. Um, no. So I, I was going to ask you, just because I hear all the time that it's very hard for women to get really nuanced roles for complex characters, and... Meanwhile, like one of the most famous movies you did, you were 10 years old. It was a long time ago, but mm. you got this really nuanced, complex character in yeah. My Girl. And I was curious, do you, do you get a lot of scripts like that now? Um, not for 10-year-olds. Not for 10-year-olds. Thank God. Because I, yeah. I think when I got back into the business, I think a lot of casting directors did think of me for 10-year-old roles. Like they were like, oh, yeah, she could do it. And it's like, no, it's, but we've had some time pass. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like we're. I just feel like we're getting better with the yeah. female roles. I feel like it's. Uh, you know. I feel like we have more more really smart female writers, and we have really smart male writers who appreciate round uh, characters, both male and female. Do you and mean I, physically or or? Um, well, I, <laughs> intellectually. Yeah. Yes. There's room for that too. <laughs> I think. But yeah. Um, and now you left the business for a while. You went to University of Chicago, yes. and your first job was as a fact checker for Zagat. Yes. Um, what did you do as a fact checker for Zagat, and did you get free meals? Um, we. Uh, so what I did was I was um, I was a fact checker, which means that we uh, three of us, my my friend Catherine, my friend uh, Rob, um, were in this windowless room. And we would cold call every property in the books and go through a 15-minute questionnaire whether or not the people wanted to or like they weren't expecting. This is with the restaurants, either restaurants at the time there were like hotels, 
some bars. There was like a Zagat nightlife, and we would do that. Once we had to do uh, random hours because not random. They were they were just they were just five hours later because we had a London book, and so we would have to do that. And um, and yeah, it was just a step above telemarketing. We did have two. Uh, two free meals. They were they were trying to do some kind of a summer Friday catering thing, uh, and and so we did get we got like a barbecue one week, and then we got Il Molino another week. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, but but that that was it. <laughs> were you aspiring to be a, a food critic or at the time? I, at the time, yeah. I. Uh, yeah, my I, I grew up in restaurants. My dad is a, a retired chef now. He was a chef, and uh, and so yeah, I'm just uh, I you know I like it's that thing when you graduate college and you're like, well, I like to write and I like to travel and I like to eat, so of course I should be in it. Yeah, I mean, I find I think that we all go through that at least once. Yeah, but not all of us make it the way make it up to fact checker at Zagat. <sighs> you know, I peaked. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> That was the thing with Zagat too, though, is that they, I thought it was food writing, but it is, it, the reason it's, it's a good publication is it really is a survey. So the, peop, like the, the public, the voters, are doing the writing. We're, any of us working there, you really would be more happy if you were a mathematician. So it was before Yelp and before all of these things yeah. that you could really um, Yeah, way before, in. yeah, they just started like uh, sending their friends these surveys they made, the Zagats. And then it turned into a book, and yeah, and you could get these paper surveys in the mail, and people would send them back and write their quotes. And so, if you notice in the books, everything's in quotes because it came from some voters' quote. Probably frauds as well. So we they are the food writers. Yeah, yeah. It's um, ultimate democracy. And so then you went on to you know publish. Uh, we worked at Harper Collins doing science fiction and, and <clears throat> fantasy. Yes, Did you yes. want to write science fiction and fantasy? Did you just want to? Um... I wanted I wanted to read science fiction and fantasy. Okay. And so and that and so that's that was perfect for that because that's what I ended up doing. Um, but I also was yeah I was taking some fiction courses and and I was I was playing with writing. And, uh, you know, to keep me, I think, happy and fulfilled, I thought. But, of course, I, I wasn't because I wasn't acting. But. So then what I, heard, I read somewhere that you saw a psychic, and that's what inspired you? Yeah, it's, yes. So It's that easy, I'm sure. It was just that one psychic. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's that thing where you're, you're already in a place in your life where you're looking for signs. Your and, 20s, 30s, uh, yeah, 40s? That's it. Yeah, that's Yeah, the, the pre-life crisis. I've had a pre, mid, post, everything. You yeah. got you're running yeah, the gamut. Yeah. yeah. That's a good experience, though. It's all of it. All right. Um, but so, so in your 20s... I'm trying to be encouraging. Um, in so, your... so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I had this fun nine-to-five where you're reading about goblins and mages for a living, which is pretty fun. And, but I was really unhappy. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why. And so... I can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I loved the, the subject matter. But so we, um, so yeah, I was on a lunch break and there was this psychic like outside of my office. And I had already been having the conversation with friends. Like, I don't know why I'm so unhappy. And they're like, you should act. I'm like, shut up. And because um, that's how I talked. And that, I stopped that once I got back into acting. But, um, and and yeah, so this psychic is like, hey, hey, you know, I have a, a message for you as I was going back into my office. I'm like, yeah, yeah, everybody's got a message. She's like, and she followed me. She left her little post where she was handing out flyers and like tapped me on the shoulder and said, yo, you're the girl for my girl. I'm like, yeah, genius. Everybody, you know, like that's yeah, everyone. Yeah, get in knows. line. Yeah, and uh, like real psychic. And, uh, <laughs> 
And, but then she, but then she's like, you're not done. You still want to do it. And I was like, oh no, like, you know, truth. And uh, so, so I, I paid her money to, to How much? read my palm. How much? Um, ah, it's embarrassing. Tell us, we're here oh, for you. F- uh, 40 bucks for 10 what? minutes. I know, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, it uh, sounds like a great profession. <laughs> why do you think people are doing it? So um, Maybe I'm going to end up like one of those Upper East Side women who gets some paid. Some women, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, all I have to do is marry a psychic. And who's to say they can't, you know, see? Yeah, marry, marry one. <laughs> or, or get the sight, either one. Um, but yeah, so I, so, you know, she read my palm. She, you know, pretended she saw a guy with a, that started with J, which, always, which every psychic does. They choose J and whatever. And you're like, oh my God. And yeah, anyway. Um, Wait, tricks. I'm so, I'm tricks. Um, <laughs> They do. They go like they say. Oh, there's a there's a man with the with the the first name Jay, and I'm like, well, my boyfriend's name is Sean, but that is John in other languages. <laughs> so maybe. And they're like, yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's yeah. I like that you were coaching the psychic. I know. I'm helping her. Yeah. So, yeah. You should have gotten paid. Oy. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you know, I was embarrassed having done that. I called. Yeah, I did call Sean, John in other languages. Um, my boyfriend, now husband, and uh, and I just said, I'm so desperate. Look how desperate for answers I am, yeah. and uh, so that's what the catalyst was. It wasn't that I got back into acting because the psychic told me to. It was more just like the. It was just the impetus, just the kind of, oh gosh, I I really need to recalibrate and take some risks with my life. Yeah, so but that's where there we are. It's profoundly a, a huge shift because most of us weren't working um, as children and you had a full career. And so I, it's understandable that you would not only want to take the time off, but have some normalcy and then find out that it's actually a passion. And, and, what, and I'm so grateful that that's how, that's how it, sh- uh, it, it shook out for me because it, now I, I have no doubt, you know, I, I, I know lots of people who will get in and then they're like, oh, I've always done this or I've just, I've never tried anything. And it's, you know, because when you're a kid, it's one thing, you know, it's, it's pleasing adults and it's getting approval, which is normal for being a kid. That's how you learn to be a yes. person. Um, but then, yeah, to pull away and then be really inspired by amazing stories, amazing plays, amazing actors and actresses, and then to want to do that. That's that's the 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 true passion. That's the true path to follow. So I, yeah, I got to uh, I got to do it on purpose. Um, I want to show one of my favorite films that you're in, um, in the loop, and it was a spinoff of In the Thick of It. Um, I just want to show Yay! a little clip. These are actually deleted scenes <gasps> from the from the the movie. I have just two scenes that I put together. Oh, and, I love and, this movie. Okay. Um, and this is d- done by Armando Iannucci. Is that yes, the r- correct yes. pronunciation? He's a brilliant guy. Um, and, and you also got to work with James Gandolfini. I know. Um, dear, dear man. Um, in it. So let's, Jason, let's watch a, a quick clip. These are deleted scenes from In the Loop. I don't know what this is. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you play Tom? Uh, Chad. Chad? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. Really? I didn't know you played squash Tom Chad. There's a lot you don't know. Yeah, I've like how you got since. your job. <laughs> Want to play a game? Uh, yes, I enjoy please. having a younger opponent. Play younger, feel the hunger. Well, I'm the hunger monger. So. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take your price tag off, Chad? She works with Karen. Yeah. No question about it. Laz, if this party is terrible and I have to leave, I would have to wait till my car comes back. Okay. So simpler if I walk and the car stays here 
in case you're not totally stimulated for even a second. I think that would be simpler. <laughs> okay, so good night. Don't eat anything crunchy. I'll have them pulp the meat. <laughs> because she had a dental problem, <laughs> which was hysterical if anybody's seen it. But yeah. um, it is, how did that role come about just because he, he's um, Scottish, right? Yeah, yeah, they were, they were like the Caledonian ma Mafia. That's what they, they were all being called at the time. So yeah, they're Scottish, yeah. How, how did they find you? Uh, audition. I was doing that play here. Oh, wow. So it was all like, you know, it was like just dark and anger and upset and all that. And so... And this is a play with Philip Seymour Hoffman. And he produced it. He produced with the, it. Yeah, he's one... Uh, and, uh, and John Ortiz. Yes. Um, but it was uh, directed by Mark Davey. Um, so yeah, just, you know, it was just all very... It's very labyrinth, you know, it does very dark stuff uh, in general, I think. I'm doing um, my dark phase. Yeah, it's very, you know, oh, you know, we're all in a lot of pain. Um, and, 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 you know, actors are masochistic. We kind of liked, it was good. It was fulfilling. Anyway, so doing that, this audition shows up and it was a cold read, which means that you don't get any material beforehand. So you just, you just kind of do it on the fly. You read it, you make some choices on the fly and go in. Um, and Arm, Armando does it that way because he... Uh, is very collaborative and he's, uh, you know, very open to workshopping, um, which we also do on Veep. And so he wanted to see how quick you could be. So that's what I did. And, and I actually read, it was like a chemistry read, which means they match you up against other people. Um, oh, that was my callback was the chemistry read. But anyway, so I, I do the read, come back, and Zach Woods was the chemistry it. read. So they ended up getting both of us. How can you not have chemistry with Zach Woods? Oh, my God. Um, I love yeah. him. Except that our chemistry was about how little chemistry we yes. had. That's what, that's, it was perfect. The only way it worked. <laughs> um, and then I was reading the original pilot of Veep, and the character you play, Amy, was actually named Anna. Was that for you? I mean, I can't speak for them, but I've but I I have been told that that's that um, that they had me in mind. So that's like that's like I mean that's just the it's hard to even say out loud because you just can't believe things like that. It's amazing. Yes, um, yes. Oh. I'm gonna just. How many people have not seen Veep? By you clap, clap. Really? Clapping you is can helpful. Clap. It's fine. Okay, um, that's so okay. We're just gonna set this stage. Why why don't you tell everyone? Um, you're, you're not special assistant or undersecretary. I'm chief of staff chief at of this staff. point. This is, uh, I want to say, second season, third season? Second. Well, the, the first clip is actually going to be from the first season. This, this oh, picture. This is first season? Yeah. Okay. This picture, however, is oh, more the, recent. Oh, oh, I see. This picture, I think, is second. Because she's telling me that she's still in love with her ex-husband. And I'm um, upset And she's running. It. She's She became president, even though she was Veep is vice president. Right, yeah, yeah, sorry to ruin it for those who just <laughs> Veep, um, guys, stands for vice president. I'm just putting it out and there. And you get three seasons of it of it making sense. Um, so, yeah, let's see. That This is your your first season character. Um, yes, yeah, so I was so Amy, for the first three seasons, is the chief of staff to okay. Selena Meyer, the vice president. Yes? Yes. yes. Perfect. Okay. And? and? Oh. I'm so impatient. It's awful. No. <laughs> yeah, we may have to have you role play this. Well, you, you can. Two full. Dan and Jonah. Out, please. And just so you know, this is also what would happen if we were in a lifeboat. This is what you need to do to become substantially better at your job and calling when that's happened. I'll keep my ear to the ground for it. Be careful your ears don't pop on the way down. Go away. Why are you here? She means hello. This is the media here. Amy, you're going to need to. Uh... Amy? Yeah. 
That was that was uh, purely improvised. That was, the scooching was because I was scooching it, and it was making that noise. And they were like, "We got to do that again." So you know, yeah, to scooch again. Chair humor. So that's so when you say that you can improvise, meaning they'll just let you shoot. Sometimes it depends on how much time you have, which directors with you. Um, but but arm. It's. I mean, what will you do? The bulk of any improv or playing around is in like the workshop workshopping. Uh, process where the writers are all around and they give you a draft and then you you play and Arm, Arm will say okay let's get up let's see what would happen if they were in an elevator together talking about this and um, so it's not like uh, it's not like uh, long form you know Del Close like improv it's it's okay. which because I'm not that was trained. a really good name drop though no, that was very insider I'm from Chicago so I've heard about it but I but I'm not trained in that. Um, so seven people here know what you're talking about and no one else. <laughs> a lot of our cast members though, including Zach Woods yes. and Tam, uh, Dan, uh, David Pesquese and yes. Matt Walsh are, are geniuses at this. So yeah. um, so we do have that that no. toolbox, you know, but but I don't as much. But it, it it's still so much fun. And, uh, and so you're just humorless. You can't be in the I'm, moment. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah, just. It seems like we're getting that vibe. Amy's in her own Greek tragedy <laughs> at all times. <laughs> she just has funny things to say. Um, but yeah, so if there's improv, it's that, or it. We have a script because the writers are brilliant. And then if we have time, maybe they'll do like a muddy one because Arm just likes it to look you know like it's really happening and uh and that helps it. it he just likes it to be a little dirty and um so, so you put mud in it so we, we yeah we just he throws mud, mud at us <laughs> and then it's all about no. um yeah you know we'll, we'll we'll just use prepositions that maybe weren't written or you know who knows um or they won't yell cut and then people will just keep going uh that'll happen sometimes too which is fun how close to the character? She seems a little OCD and type A and a perfectionist. How close do you feel to her? I'm, or should I, I ask your husband this? Yeah, you probably should, <laughs> especially this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, she's, I've certainly, she's certainly uh, uh, in me, and, I, and I'm in her. Um, I've definitely got those uh, parts of myself to pull from. But I, I is he here? Can we ask? Yeah. Him? <laughs> John, that's right. He goes by John, John in other. I know, but in other countries, in other in psychic worlds. Where are you, Sean? Where are you? Ah, oh, uh oh. Sorry. Is that, that putting you on the spot? Is that true? You can say. Or type A, type A perfectionist. Is is everything neat in the house? No. Oh, okay, good. No. So there's flexibility That's there. Why, it's not yeah, like you can I, improvise. Yeah, no. As a non-psychic, I can well safely done. tell you um, you're very funny and you're able to improvise. Answer, well, thank John. you. Yeah, safe <laughs> answer. Safe, real safe. Real safe. <laughs> well done, John. Um, no, I, I, my, my father has a friend who once paid me a great compliment, and he said that I have, I have a balance of both, a, a type A and type B. So I, I cling to that, as a type A person would. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, that is the best. I uh, you also have a film at, um, that just premiered at, at Sundance. Yeah. Um, can you tell me the name of it? Yes, it's called The End of the Tour, um, and it's uh, directed by James Ponsolt and um, Jesse Eisenberg. Play, is is well, I'm the girlfriend of Jesse Eisenberg. I shouldn't put it. I, I mean, that, that is a dream. Um, he's oh, it's wonderful. It's uh, it's a really really wonderful script um, by Donna Margulies, and it's. Uh, it's really good. So you and are you Jason are... Siegel's in it, and and it's pre it's pretty much the t it's like a two hander with all of us kind of coming in and being like hi and leaving, and so um so they're terrific guys and they're amazing. 
I'm gonna pretend I know what that means, but I am I, I am thrilled you're playing. It means playing. you're not in a lot. Okay, 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 good. I, I got that part. But that that makes sense because that goes back to my first question about um, getting more more and more parts. But you play these fantastically complex characters, and it seems like you really do choose your roles. And I wanted to say that as a fan, you choose them very wisely. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I it's 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 a it's it's a luxury we dream of to get to to curate and uh, and it's not all the time. You know, there is rent to pay sometimes. So so I feel like I'm in a really uh, blessed position now where I can be um, discerning. At the same time that, you know, like I, I have a kid at home, like I am more discerning just by nature because I have I have a place I'd, I'd like to be a lot. So, um, so it's all kind of synergizing. I hate that word. People use that too much, but. Well, here's a, here's a um, gift. <gasps> um, some Crayola crayons and um, some Brooklyn chocolate. Oh, she'll love it! Ooh, that's Mass um, Brothers. That's and good. Most importantly, so you can get into character, I got you a uh, ten dollar gift certificate to Ann Taylor because <gasps> nothing says Washington D.C. more than Ann Taylor. Amy wears a lot of Ann Taylor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well done. <laughs> when I was, I grew up in D.C. and there was an Ann Taylor store, but there was also an NPR reporter named Ann Taylor, and I was like, uh, I'm never going to be able to accomplish anything because I thought she <laughs> ran that store while also being a reporter on the show, and I had oh. my first of many nervous breakdowns. Oh. Um, but but luckily, now you can buy gift certificates, and to, you've won. To Ann Taylor, yes. Ann Taylor needs your business. You're much too fashionable and, and chic, um, <laughs> but this you. will help you get into to character. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Um, Anna, thank you so much for coming out. This was such a treat to have you here. Thank you, Thank you for having me. Hope you enjoyed my interview with Anna Chlumsky. And I want to um, thank everyone for listening. I was so touched when Daniel Friedman, and you can listen to our episode, he is the um, founder of Bindle and Keep, which became a wonderful tailor and suit maker, particularly for transgender, as well as, you know, women and men finding finding fits that they don't normally get to um, in traditional suit shops. And I was so touched to um, read a letter from a woman who had heard about him on my podcast and was able to inquire about um, her grandson who is transgender and is going for his bar mitzvah. If you want to donate to them to help them um, get a suit, please go to info at bindleandkeep.com to help them out. And just thank you all for listening and sharing your feedback. I can't say thank you to the person on YouTube who was so thrilled when I fell off the stage. That wasn't me falling off the stage, but that's that's cool. No, in all seriousness, uh, it means a great deal. Have a good summer. And there are more episodes coming, I promise. Oh.